Like I'm just done mm-hmm. with not living my true potential. From successful stationary business to exploring a potential tech startup before finally embracing her zones of genius in branding, productivity and organisation for small businesses, Amanda Apije has crammed a lot of growth into the last few years while raising a family. And as you can imagine, it hasn't always been easy. Amanda joins me on today's show to talk about her journey in business and parenthood and the importance of building a business that suits your lifestyle but getting clear on your vision first. Amanda shares with us some tips based on her fresh approach to productivity, which I love, and I think you're going to love them too. So let's go to the show. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast, bringing you strategy, mindset, and a dash of woo. If you want to learn how you can balance motherhood and money-making beautifully, if you want to learn the strategy, mindset, and manifestation tips you need to do more of what lights you up, attract more ideal clients, make more money, and enjoy more time freedom, if you want to create this vision of success because you are a mother not in spite of it, then you are in the right place, my love. I'm your host, success coach, business mentor, mother, and tea drinker, Corey Javid. So join me while we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, Limitless Mothers. On today's show, I'm joined by the gorgeous Amanda Apierjay. Amanda helps small business owners to get clear on their vision, unmuddle their ideas. I love that phrase. That's hers. Don't you think it's amazing? And translate their message to their marketing, branding, and website. Amanda lives in London with her husband and two kids. So Amanda's actually worked with some of my private coaching clients before. So I know that firsthand, she is super creative. She has the ability to make branding look incredible and cohesive and a bit cool, which is amazing. And she does it in a way that seems like effortless to her, which for anyone who, like me, felt like they were wrestling with their branding in the early stages of their business... Amanda, where were you when I was farting around with fonts endlessly? They will know what a a superpower that truly is. But it's not just the aesthetic. She's incredible at understanding someone's business, brand, and vision, and making sure that that gets portrayed throughout the online customer experience. So welcome to the show, Amanda. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Ah, It's such a pleasure to have you here. So I know that you've had some incredibly quick success with your current business, and I definitely want us to dig into that today. But first, I'd love to know a little bit of the backstory about your first forays into business and what led you to where you are now. Yeah, absolutely. So um, so it started a while back. Uh, I've done so many different things over time. It feels really nice to have come to a place where I am absolutely loving what I'm doing and know so truly that what I'm doing is the right thing right now. Um, but I started um, before my eldest was born. So about five and a half years ago now, um, actually just after, not too long after we got married, seven years ago, I designed my own stationery. And then afterwards I was like, oh, I really love doing that. I'm going to, mm. I'm going to start doing this. So I did. And I started um, with wedding stationery and um, I would go to wedding fairs and things like that. And that is a whole other thing. You realize how like great it is to have social media and online marketing when you have the grafting of going to like a wedding fair and yeah. chatting to brides and, you know, that experience there. So I, I've had that. Um, I started wedding stationery there. And then I, um, I had Zach not too uh, long after. Mm-hmm. And so he's five and a half now. And um, I then 
started um, designing cards and things like that to go with so that when I went to um, wedding fairs, I had cards for brides to buy on the day. And it was just a, a whim, a, a spur of the moment thing that I decided to take some with me so that brides could buy something on the day to take home with them to remember my brand. Mm. and um, things like thank you cards for bridesmaids and things like that anyway because I had these I then started selling them on Etsy and uh, one day not on the high street got in touch and called me and it which was like oh, oh we're gonna wow. they this is really dreamy I know I was so happy to have I was like I've been meaning to apply for so long and they approached me and said we'd love to get you signed up and stuff so um so I ended up signing up with not on the high streets so that must have been about five four years ago maybe four or five years ago and um so I signed up with them. It was almost Christmas. Um, and so I missed the, the Christmas rush. I think it was about six weeks before Christmas or something like that. But I designed a load of Christmas cards and got them up. This is why I work in full time. Um, oh, wow. Um, and yeah, with a young child. With a young child. So he would have been like, yeah, like a year and a half now. Oh my God. Um, and it kind of, yeah, so it's snowballed from there. So I, I, I went out from, that was where the stationery business kind of all, all came from. Um, I started doing um, other things like, uh, notebooks and pencils and birthday cards and all stationery wow. things because I've always oh, stationery. I'm such a stationery oh. geek as well, so oh, that just sounds like amazing. <laughs> it was just, and it was really like a childhood dream, kind of like coming to life in a way because I have like always been yeah. a stationery fan. It really was. It wasn't necessarily something I didn't have a plan. I just kind of muddled through, as like I think you do when you just start up a business, especially if something mm. that you weren't planning for. So not on the high street came, and all of a sudden I actually had a good number of orders. Wow. Um, so I kind of was just going, you know, just going with it, just running with it. Yeah. Do. I was like, I'm just going to go with it for now. Didn't have any kind of plan. I just designed stuff that sold, and then I started illustrating kids' cards and things like that. And the cards that I kind of first started off with the kids' ones were little characters which I illustrated to keep Zach entertained. Aww. So they have a real like special place in my heart. So when Aww. I sold the business, I didn't sell any of the character cards because I thought oh, I wanted so you kept I wanted rights of those. Yeah. yeah, so I kept the rights for all the little characters because I didn't want to because they had a real like special meaning to me. So yeah, so that went on for a couple of years I had some really great fruit few years then I started changing towards um uh, like an idea of doing like blogging um for sharing the like the journey of um motherhood but also linking it because I had all the kids cards and I had kids adventure mm. kits and things like that so linking it to that so blogging alongside offering freebies to go with the cards and freebies to go with the, the adventure kits for kids and things like that so I started doing that and that was really like the journey of when everything started to change and I did so much research and so much learning and mm. I just learned so much about blog posts about SEO about website design and I already had some website design experience um, and I'd done kind of because I just had a natural affinity for the branding stuff and the website stuff so I kind of like to help people along the way if they'd ask for requests along the way yeah yeah so it just I started uh, doing the blogging stuff alongside the selling the cards and then we it must have been a year after our um, landlord then was like okay we're selling the house and so we had to move and we were like, right, we either, I'm at a point now where I'm feeling like I don't want, don't want to run this business as it is now. Hmm. So do I just outsource it to someone or do I just let it go? And I just realized that I was at the point where I was like, I'm ready for someone else to love it. So yeah. I let it go and let someone else and I, um, I was really lucky someone else who sold on the high street and came along and wanted to buy a stationery company. Wow. So I, yeah. So I sold it to her and I didn't sell it for a lot of money. It wasn't really about that. It was more just, I got rid of, I get, got to keep the stuff I loved. I got the, I did, had mental health card designs, which I kept and I kept the character cards and, mm. designs. and I gave everything else out to her. And, um, 
it was just the kind of the mental headspace as well of just getting all of that stuff out there yeah. and being like, I don't have to pack another order. I don't yeah. have to worry about what products I'm going to design for Christmas. And although I love the buzz that comes with having a physical business like that, there are stresses, especially when you've got small children. But anyway, so I passed that on. And that is when I came on to this other idea. So we've talked about this and how I basically, I'd come up with this idea of a kind of a matching platform, basically, for small businesses who were looking for someone to work with, who they were looking um, for, you know, kind of a more hand-holding membership, um, like a community of women who kind of would be able to rely on each other. Yeah. And I had this idea and... um, I started to kind of think about it and do the research for it. So I started to look into all these different things I could do. Um, I did lots of unmuddling of my own mind. (laughs) And um, I just had like ideas and ideas and ideas. And I planned them all out. I started thinking. And I think somewhere along the way, I did that thing where you know where you have listened to too much educational resources. Yeah, totally been there. (laughs) And you've listened to it so much that you go, I need to do that. And you don't check in with yourself as Mm. to what you actually want to do instead of the noise surrounding you. And that was a really big lesson to learn. I think that's a big lesson for so many of us online business owners. I know it's something that I've had to (laughs) coach several of my clients through Mm. or they've come to me for that reason that they're like, I cannot cut through the noise. I need some way to know what's right for me because it's very easy for us to think that oh I should be doing webinars or oh I need to start a podcast or which I'm actually doing ironically now (laughs) but you know and thinking oh I need Facebook ads I need a blog I need a YouTube channel I need to sort out my SEO like and feeling really torn and everybody's super convincing online because hey they've all got something to sell making you believe that this is the thing that you need to be doing and it can be really hard to to check in with yourself and to trust yourself because it becomes so noisy and you feel pulled in so many different directions that, mm. yeah. So I'm I glad that you, you've yeah. come to that realization yourself already. Yeah. Mm. But what happened? So then it got to, um, it got to launch in it and I had, um, I had a few people sign up. I think I had about 10 or 12 people sign up for the membership in the end. And you um, did a ton of research, didn't you? And I did. So mm. I, I did that element of it. And then what my mistake was there, I think, was that I went along with membership having not done enough research into what the people who I trying to serve really, really needed. Mm. And so when I'd come across and actually probably not listening to the bit of them going, actually, we need this. And me going, maybe I'll just do the idea I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of what you're saying. Maybe I'll hear what I want to hear. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think we do have a tendency to do that sometimes. We're like, okay, mm. well, I still really want to do this. So, and sometimes we feel like we're too far down the line to, to stop. And I just think you never are. So I'd mm. launched this idea for this membership. And unfortunately, I hadn't spent like too much time on, on, on that element of it. But then I researched another part because the original idea was that it would be a, a platform where you could go and you could buy small business services. You could buy branding, for example, from someone, mm-hmm. but you would go pay checkout. It would be a kind of like a really easy way like to, so kind of um, the idea I had was for kind of like freelancer or upwork.com, but at a really high end, at a really, yeah. really high level so that you know, and it would, you'd be able to see which of your friends I'd use those services so mm. that you could, you know, make a, a recommend, you could get a recommendation from a friend um, and purchase. And I ended up doing, I did an, an interview with you and I did about 35, 40 Zoom calls in the end with people. Wow. So you were committed like to, to so doing I was, that. Yeah. It was, I was committed to the research of that because I was like, mm-hmm. I actually do really think there's an idea there. And I actually still think there's an idea there. Yeah. But what 
what I did was actually, instead of plowing ahead with an idea which actually did have legs, and actually people, it almost had a proof of concept because people were like, I would pay for that right now. Yeah. And some people were like, I didn't realize I even needed this, and now I wish it was here. <laughs> so, but what that there has taught me, that bit there taught me, was that even if an idea is good, if it doesn't fit in with what you want for your life, it's not a good idea for you. Yes. So, and yes. that's like it's really, somebody else's idea then. Yeah. Maybe it's, yeah. And like, and that's okay. Just because you had an idea for something doesn't mean that you have to do it. That, that it's um, for you to see through. Yeah. Yeah. No. And mm. I, um, so I'd even like, I'd had like a couple of, um, gone to like events and spoken to people about getting investment. And I actually, what I ended up doing was I did all this research and then I took two weeks off social media and I literally mm. deleted Instagram from my phone because I just wanted to shut down that noise of yeah. like what everybody else was saying. And I thanked everyone for the surveys and kind of just closed my books on it and just had to think about what I really wanted to do. Cause I was like, okay, I've kind of got a proof here that this, this is a, this would work as an idea. But then when I started looking but into do it, I want to, yeah. it was, do I want to do this? And I realized I would have to get investment because it's a check startup essentially and check mm. startup isn't cheap to yeah set up so that's really really expensive and I would probably have to find a tech partner like a a um, co-founder as well Mm -hmm. Um, so there was a lot involved in that and I was thinking if I was like you know if I didn't have children if I was young didn't have children lived closer into the city I probably would have done it and I probably would have gone for it yeah and I probably I would have worked 80 hours a week and I probably would have done it and I might have launched a tech business but right now my life I was like Mm. this isn't what I want yeah. And it would just be, an, it was a, I'm really, really glad that I had the sense to be like, wait, mm. stop. You've seen this happen before. Stop. Do a check. Is this going to work for you? Is this going to lead to the lifestyle I want to lead living? Yeah, that's exactly it. And yeah. it was doing that, like, what do I want in 10 years? Do I want to have not seen my kids grow up? No, yeah. I want to spend time with them. Like, I want to spend time with them while, while they're young. And, and I'm really glad I did that. And I checked with my husband and he was like, I think it's a great idea, but are you going to see us? Yeah. No. And the answer to that really, honestly, was no. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, so I ended up not going with that idea. And I, I um, love that you framed it in that way though as well, that it's like very much a decision. So it wasn't that you felt limited by having a family. It was that no. you were very firm on how you wanted to be showing up in your life um, and how you wanted your lifestyle to be. Absolutely. I love that. And yeah. I think like a lot of people feel like they don't have a choice in that. Like mm. they, I don't have a choice and you know, I, I can't see my kids so I have to do this. And I did yeah. work full time and I didn't really see my, my son who's older now. I didn't see him a lot. And I am really lucky now that I get to spend so much time with my youngest. Mm. But that has been a really important lesson that actually you do choose. I could choose, I could have chosen to go down that path and mm. I wouldn't have that. And so, yeah, so I, I, I spent a little while feeling like, well, that was a real waste of my time. Like I've researched this for a really long time and I'm not going to do it. But actually I don't, I look back now and I don't think it was a waste of my time at all because even those 35 Zoom calls taught me so much, taught me so Mm. much because I spoke to all small businesses who I still, I still work with small businesses. Absolutely. So it's still important research. Actually, so still that research is still kind of, you know, works now. But, um, but yeah, I, so I then ended up, um, I then kind of felt a bit lost after that because I'd spent this time doing that and then I didn't have, and I'd sold the business and I thought I was going to do this. So I, I felt a bit lost for a little while and, um, and honestly, and I'd been struggling with postnatal depression after my mm. youngest was born. And I kind of just went through a couple of months where I just let myself just be. And yeah. I just decided in those kind of, I suppose it was three months that I was just, I basically did nothing. I looked after my little boy mm. and I, I lay down a lot. <laughs> I lay down on the sofa an awful lot. 
Yeah. And I did feel, feel like I was recovering and I could feel mm. the first time I felt like mental health is an illness. I realized why it's called an illness because I yeah. felt ill. Yeah. And, um, and so I just allowed myself to be ill for a little while and be recovering from it. And I love, I love and, that you did that because I think it's easy yeah. to kind of fight against these things and mm. feel like we need to soldier on and, you mm. know, stiff up a lip and all that. And actually Absolutely. just allowing yourself that space. Do you think that that yeah. contributed to you moving through it yeah faster than if you'd kind of just kept going through so Mm. true and I was doing bits and pieces along the way so I'd had a few ideas and I'd had a conversation it all changed with my husband because my husband and I do kind of hate it a little bit when he's right but (laughs) he's right here not a lot I just hate just like you know you know what I mean so he told me um, one day we were in the car and I just went, oh, I need to do something. I was like, I just don't know what to do. I was like, I want to do something. Do I maybe do this idea? Do I maybe do this? And he just went, just do what you already love and know. And I was like, I love that. Oh. So simple. So effective. I was like, but that's what? No, that's no, I don't have, no. He was like, you talk, he was like, you love helping people work out their branding. You've always had a good eye for that. He's like, you love talking to people. You could help people organize their, their business. You're an organizational wizard. He just basically listed all the stuff which I hadn't even realized about myself. And sometimes yeah. you do really need that outside voice, which is yeah. why I'm so much a fan of working with other people. And yeah. I'm really lucky that I had my husband to do that because he could see that and he works in it. He works in marketing. He works in a similar enough field that he could see all that stuff. Mm. But working with a coach such as yourself or working with a strategist or someone who can see in you what you sometimes can't see yourself because you're so kind of in it. You're so kind of, and also if you, the way I said to people is if you know something like the back of your hand, you don't realize that people don't like, you don't realize how much of a skill that is because other people, because you just do it. And when I tell my clients this all the time. Yeah. And they're they're always like, oh, well, I can't charge a lot for that. I'm like, why not? Well, it's just, it's easy. Well, it's only easy for you because it's your skill. (laughs) Your zone of genius. Yeah. Yeah. And absolutely, zone of genius. And that's why, and I've just gone through the same with my husband. So he's been working with me a little bit, which has been amazing. It's been really, really fun. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you're an absolute genius. He's like, I'm not a genius. This is just my job. I'm like, no, but you don't realize that you you are an expert in your field. And that does make you a genius what you do. We were all looking, he did a brand strategy workshop with me and we were all like, oh my goodness, you're so good at this. Like he was just coming up with these phrases and taglines and stuff that we weren't making the same comparisons. We weren't drawing Mm -hmm. those things together. And I really like, I love it when people are like, oh, like, oh, I had that skill. I didn't even realize. Yeah. It took him seeing that in me to go this is what I meant to do love so. that and now you and also you get to see that in him that's really nice because actually yeah. that's something that I think a lot of couples don't always get to see of their partner because a lot of people are in kind of corporate environments or whatever and you don't witness your partner working and no. it can be really wonderful to actually go hey I see your zone of genius do you know yeah. what it is yeah I know. it was really nice yeah it was really nice for me to almost be able to give that back to him now mm. and be like he really did that for me so I started playing around with some ideas in March and I started doing some what I did um was because I was kind of doing this stuff for the first time and I knew I had the skills in it but I didn't have any clients in it so the first thing I did I met someone at an event and she was like oh, I'm trying to start this, this business and I said I'm actually says but I've got all these ideas she said but I don't know how to kind of nail it I don't know how to like really kind of clarify what I'm doing I said hey 
that's what I'm about to start doing. Let me unmuddle that for you. Yeah, I said, so would you be happy to work with me one-on-one? I'll I'll do it for free and you can be, you know, my client. I can see how this works as an idea. And um, and I'm still working with her and she's um, launching her business and it's incredible and I'm yeah. so happy for her, like in the way it's going, it's incredible. Um, so we, so I kind of started working with people a little bit one-on-one like that. And then the day it all changed, I've got it in my notebook. I wrote it down. You'll be proud of me here. It was June the 19th. I wrote it down. And I wrote it down in my book and I just, for some reason, I woke up and I was like, no, I'm done. Like, I'm just done mm-hmm. with not living my true potential. <laughs> I love that. And I, yeah. And it was, and I don't tend to think of myself as that kind of person. I tend to think of myself as like a, like I'm, you talk about how you like, I'm happy, I'm a bit woo. I'm happy with that. Yeah. And I have always thought of myself as not really being like that at all. Yeah. And I've embraced it a little bit recently, mm. but it was really like that moment. I was like, I have just decided. And, yeah. but then I took the action and that day mm. I got um, a book on money mindset. And the next month I signed up for a course on money mindset Love and that. it was just like, I just had made that decision. I'm going to do it. And then I just did everything I needed to do to start creating this life I, I wanted. That. And I did I it that. the right way as it were. I'm putting that in quotation marks yeah. because there is no right way, but I did it the right way in quotation marks in that I thought about first. And I t- tell this to people is I thought about my vision first, my vision and what I wanted for my life first before jumping in with who I was going to work with and what my offering was going to be yes. thought about what is the life I want to live. And then everything else came from that. So I yes. spoke my vision and then my business strategy and then my brand strategy from there. And they all feed into each other. Um, I love that. And, and that's where I think so many people end up with businesses that don't serve the lifestyle that they want to live because they don't start with that it's not that intentional kind of design of how do I want to be living let me create a business that enables that it's like they start with what do I want to do or who do I want to serve which is great yes but you have to have that vision so I love that you started with that and I love you'll know I love this I love that one of the things that you started with was money mindset and for the listeners it's I'm not saying that because it's it was one of my products so I'm not plugging myself (laughs) it's because I genuinely know and believe in the power of money mindset so I love that you started with that because that that kind of is the right way to start because that's such a foundational element isn't it it is yeah and I think you don't realize how much so until you start doing it and Mm. then the more you dig into it so you know you things pop up and you're like oh my goodness I wouldn't have wanted to charge so I would go around thinking um especially like you know in the area we lived and you know other people I knew and things I thought I can't that's not fair how could I charge that much for something if someone else is there picking up litter on the streets for minimum wage how could I charge this and then I almost went actually hang on imagine if more people who want to make that make a change had that money and the yes. good that you could do with that, yes. it kind of like flipped my my thinking. And it was from working on my money mindset and the things that had held me back previously from being able to ask what I was worth in terms yeah. of my my skills that I had. Um, and I always think like, you know, you're, yeah, you, you shouldn't get, um, shouldn't be penalized for working faster or improving your skills, yeah. you know, so that is actually, you know, that's a level that you work up to. But yeah, it's so important to start with that stuff. Yeah, I love you that. You know, and I love that you um, touched on that point there of, you know, think of what you can do if you do have money. You know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people feel like, you know, who am I to be earning lots of money? And will I look greedy? And, you know, but 
the thing is, is earning lots of money doesn't take it away from someone else. And think yeah. about the things that you can do with that money in terms mm-hmm. of other people that you can support. You know, you can start building out a team and that impacts their lives positively if they're, you know, happy doing the work that they're doing for you. You can, you know, pair up with a charity. You know, money brings you opportunity and influence, um, which you can use in a really positive way. And I think that gets forgotten and, you know, and it muddies the waters when we have all this negativity around money and it slows us down so I love that you started with that so that you can feel perfectly comfortable charging what you know your services are worth Mm, absolutely yeah Yeah. and that's yeah so it's it was a really good place to start and I think I'd kind of I I feel like you sometimes you have to be in the right place to do that stuff you have to be ready you have to be like and it sometimes does take being like okay I'm, I'm done with not charging what I'm worth I'm done with not earning what I want to earn mm. um and or even just not having a life it's not like you said money is is the tool money isn't the thing but it affords you a life that you want it means that yeah. if I can earn what I want from doing freelance work it means I don't have to go back to work full-time yeah. and not see my kids again and the other thing I, I noticed was that then if I am feeling down or I'm feeling like I'm not productive today I talk about this when I talk about productivity with people Mm. is that often the reason we're not productive or the reason we procrastinate is not the task itself but it's the mindset before it's the things before there's something that's stopping you from doing it and often it's because you feel like you can't or your something is holding you back there's some kind of block there fear or something yeah yeah so actually procrastination is not usually that you you can't do it you usually can but you don't believe you can Mm-hmm. Um, or don't believe you should or yeah there's something yeah there's something else there so now if I am feeling unproductive or sometimes if I have a day where I'm feeling a bit off I allow myself a bit of time to do to have a bit of a rest but also then to do that mindset work and mm-hmm. to really get back into that space again and it actually if I feel like I'm not productive sometimes the first thing I'll do will be that bit of I'm going to do 15 minutes working on my mindset I um, love that because that will actually make me work faster yes. and it'll make me, it'll, it reignites that like, yeah, this is why I'm doing this. Mm. And you know, I, it's just really important. Yeah. It is so important. And I think that's the, the thing is if you're feeling unproductive, it's easy to feel like you're falling behind with your tasks and to feel like the thing that's going to solve it is to take more action, do more mm. things or add more things to your list. But actually mm-hmm. taking the time to do some of the mindset work can feel counterproductive and I know that people feel like, oh, it's a nice to have, or it's a bit woolly or whatever, but it, it makes such a difference to then how the rest of your day rolls when you start off in the right frame of mind, right? Absolutely. Like I could not agree more. And that's the thing. So I'm all about doing a bit of work up yes. front to save time later. And that works with mindset. That works with your productivity, your organization that works with doing anything like a bit of planning. Yeah. Dedicate time up front to save time later. And it yeah. all kind of because it's a false economy to do it the other way around. It is, it's a false yeah. To not do it. Yeah, and and you see so many people just attacking the day or attacking the month, mm. you know, and starting with like the emails or <laughs> something mm. like that, and then okay. the productivity actually goes out of the window, and, and you end up yeah. finishing the day feeling like I felt like I was busy all day, but what did I actually achieve? You actually achieved nothing, yeah. Yeah, and you're doing the busy work. You weren't moving the needle forward on your business, so. Mm-hmm. Do you want to share, do you have some productivity or organization tips you want to share with our listeners? Because you're such a pro at these things. So I will. So the first thing I would say, and it's brilliant because this all fits into this. And I talk about this in the productivity stuff is that I feel like productivity is a bit of a buzzword and it feels a bit like, like, you know, a bit like Mm. corporate-y and a bit icky, but like it's not productivity 
is all about your vision as well is really important in that. So the first thing we did in a productivity challenge was we reviewed currently how productive or not productive you were. And when you do an actual review of like, oh my goodness, I spent like, I made 20 cups of tea and that took out an hour and a half from my day. (laughs) Yeah. And like that, you know, things like that and all things you don't even realize are taking a long time. So for example, if you have notifications on your phone, um, it takes us, um, if we're doing deep work, which is when you really get into a project and you kind of, you know, yes. you, you know that, that feeling when you get like, all the ball is rolling. If something disturbs you, it can take you 25 minutes to gain that same focus back yeah, again. that context switching. Um, oh, it's yes. such a killer so for productivity. It's such yeah. a killer for productivity. Um, but people don't realize, they're like, no, 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 it doesn't distract me. I'm just doing this. But actually it does. And even mm. things like, and obviously you can't turn off the kids, but <laughs> you can turn off those other things. Um, and actually you're better just doing like an hour of focused work than doing three hours of distracted work. Yeah. So focus your time, focus on one task at a time would be my first tip. I heard um, actually a linking to that. I heard a stat the other day that was something probably misquoting. <laughs> I don't have, a, I don't have a source. <laughs> um, but I heard that it's something like the average person checks their phone 12 times every hour. <gasps> That's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. And it's actually, it, it sounds horrifying, but the horrifyingly true. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And I think like, there's lots of things like I, I love the productivity stuff that my phone does afford me, but it can't be, you, it has to balance out. It can't be, you can't then use that and it become worse for you than if you didn't have it at all. Um, so actually no. So my first tip would actually be vision. So get clear on why you want to become this more productive version of you. Mm. So the first thing we did in the challenge was, was review. The second thing we did was, um, and you can still take this challenge. It's in my, um, in my Facebook group. So I will, um, I'll, give you a link to that actually we can link it in the show notes yeah absolutely um and um because we what we did the second day was vision like why do I want to be productive and I was like hang on if I can do 30 hours if I can fit a full-time job into 25 hours because I'm so productive and if you think about the time you spend at an office for example people coming over to you you'll have emails from clients that aren't important you have so many distractions that will meetings that drag on meetings that drag on that you don't need to be in that actually you could fit a full-time job into part-time hours if you can focus and that has been a kind of a game changer for me because I work less hours than I did my corporate job. I earn more. It's yeah. just, and it, you, you can do it when you like get that. really super productive. I and that, that for me has been like, this is what I want. I want to be able to work less hours, but I don't want to work. I don't want to work harder. I don't want to work no. just like all hours of the day. No. So, um, but get really clear on why it is you want to do that. So um, I create a vision board and I go, this is how I want my work environment to look and I want it to be calm and relaxing. And this is how, and I have a picture of my kids and I have a picture of the places that I can visit because I'll be earning more money because I'll be using my time yes. more wisely because actually money's really related to being more productive. The more productive yes. you are, the more money you can make. And it all kind of ties in. So I got everyone to do a vision board. And so the first thing I would say is get really clear on why you want to be productive. And then when you're like, oh, I don't want to, I just want to like sit on the sofa and watch cat videos. <laughs> then you look at your vision board, be like, no, 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 I'm doing this for the kids. I'm doing it spend more time with my husband. I'm doing it spend quality time on stuff that I really want. So it would be, be the first thing would be get really clear on why it is that you want to get more productive. Which is, which is the mindset piece, isn't it? And it's the it, mindset part of it. Yeah. yeah I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, uh, so I think maybe like people are like, well, we've done three days of like productivity challenge and no productivity tips yet. But that setup is actually the most important bit. 
Um, and then from there, the second tip would be, yeah, focus work, focus on one thing at a time to get stuff done. And the third thing would be have a good planning tool. So I use Trello and I absolutely swear by it. I oh my God, I love Trello. Courses, yes. like, so glad. It makes me yes. happy. I realized how happy it makes me by doing the equals I'm doing now is seeing people sharing their like own Trello boards. I was like, oh my goodness, my heart is so happy <laughs> um, because I know that genuinely it can change way you work and I have oh, a friend completely yeah who, like if you and it doesn't have to be Trello but some kind of planning system which means that doesn't add more work to your task load so as long yeah. as it doesn't add more work you yes. have set up time in the beginning but then it streamlines stuff out later so I um with my course I give away templates that link together and automate the board mm-hmm. um but anything that can yeah that can mean you work what you want to get in a, in a place of is so that you know when you sit down you know exactly what you have to do next mm. because that in that decision that indecision is what takes time sometimes it's like yes. okay now do I, should i post on instagram stories first or should i do that first what's most important if you've planned that all the day before yes. and when you sit down and i also do it when i get up to go for a break for lunch i go right so i just write down where i am right that's what i'm doing as soon as i get back so that i sit down and i do mm. a little I put on the same song every time and I have a cup of tea when I get back I to work. My little like a reset. Yeah. yeah, I do have a little like it. That's actually, um, oh, I could talk about productivity all day, but just really quickly in terms Yay. of habit. I could too. Um, <laughs> it's so fun. I love this stuff. I'm like such cute with this. But there's a book called The Power of Habit and um, mm. it, talk, in about, it talks about um, how um, the best way to form habits and like, you know, we do our like, you know, January, you know, kickstart January resolutions. The reason we don't, they don't work is we don't set them in the right way. So yeah, when you're trying to build a new habit and productivity is a habit. So what I talk about in my yes. group, it's not something which you have or you don't have. It's a habit which you can form like anything else. And um, you need a trigger. You then have your routine and then you have something, and then you have a reward at the end. And that's mm. a kind of a completed cycle of a productivity cycle. So your trigger might be, I fill up my water bottle, get my cup of tea, listen to the same song. It takes you two minutes. Yeah. But you've got your trigger to be like, right, now I work. And um, I used to do a little two minute, uh, like it's a three minute meditation um, for my friend. I don't don't usually do it anymore, but I do if I'm distracted as well. I will yes. if I can't focus, do a little three minute meditation and makes you so much more productive. It shouldn't be anything which is like, okay, this is going to take. I need a half an hour, you know, <laughs> getting into the, my groove. An hour routine. guided meditation yeah. and yoga, but Come something on. quick because then what happens is it tricks your brain into thinking into being like, right, it's time to work. So, for example, the author Stephen King, he apparently used to write in exactly the same place, exactly the same day, and he would drink exactly the same thing every day because that would get his brain in the right place to work. So, and it's environmental cues sometimes as well. Exactly, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, I so it could be that you sit in the same place. It could be the stuff you have near you. I'm usually in a different place. I work in a co-working space. I work in the library. I work at home. I work in a coffee shop. I go all over. So, um, I have these things I have like physical things and then I have mm. the like and smell can be a really big one as well yes. which I love the idea of having like lavender or something which yes I have like, a, lavender, um, like something to pep you up an essential oh, oils yeah. diffuser and that's part yeah. of my morning ritual is I go yeah. in and I choose my oils for the day and I choose them based on like an intention that it sounds a bit weird no. an intention no, that I, I want to set for my day like is it yeah. like lemon do I want to feel really peppy is it you mm. know like I don't know something else yeah, want to be a different way and then I get it going but it's that kind of again environmental signal and smell it's a really cute, great cue for the brain isn't it yeah absolutely so it's you just want to basically you're trying to trick your brain that you want to do this <laughs> even if you don't then you do your work you do your routine and I swear by the Pomodoro t- 
timer technique, which is you work for 25 minutes, have a five minute break, or you work for 15 minutes and have a 10 minute break. And um, so you do that. And then at the end, you reward yourself with something. And that's how you build roots. Um, like that's how you make habits stick. Any habit that you can think of, you can make stick with a routine, yes. with so that three part routine. And the treat at the end, it could be something like delicious. Or it could be like, I'm going to reward myself by getting up and having to stretch my legs. It could be, I'm going to reward myself by looking in the fridge and deciding what I'm going to have for dinner. It's that five minute break that kind of, you give yourself a break. So treat it as your reward. And then also if you were like, oh, I really, really want to check Instagram in that time. And you didn't, and you were really good and you didn't get distracted because you'd put your phone over on the other side of the room. So you couldn't reach it. Yeah. Then check your Instagram and that's your treat. So that's your treat for like completing your productive bit of work there. So that would be the steps there. So uh, vision, like get really clear in your vision. Um, use a, like a technique to get really focused in those periods of time and build a like habit kind of um, routine there that gets you focused. Mm. And then um, was the thing. And then find a really good way to plan. So how I love that those. Those are amazing tips. As I know that so many people say that they struggle with time management, but actually mm. a lot of it is the the motivation and the mindset piece that you're talking about in the beginning, like having that vision, being clear on why you need to be doing this and then being a bit more proactive about your time, like mm-hmm. setting yourself up with um, product, productive habits and the way that you've just said, you know. The other thing that I think is super helpful as well, something I always encourage my clients to have is, I call it your focus three. What are your three things that are always consistently focused for your business? Mm. It could be, you know, sales and you know um for example for me it's my podcast is one at the moment so mm-hmm. I, I'm not ever guessing at what I need to be doing because I know my focus three activities so I think what action can I take today that's going to help me with my focus three absolutely yeah yeah no, it's so true and I think like having that in your mind means that it makes it so much easier to make decisions about everything absolutely. so if you say for example you see um a challenge you want to join or you mm. see a free downloadable you want to join great if it's there and you think that might be helpful one day what I say to people is stick it on a Trello board so I have a Trello board full of education stuff that mm, I'm like that looks that. really good I'm gonna put that in there podcast there don't listen to it right now like wait until you're like okay this is what I want to do so if your plan for the next three I work in three month phases and yeah sprints in, me too yeah, so I work in three month campaign period so this between like October and the end of this year has been my organize your life and business campaign next year I'm going to be going on to something else and um anything that fits within that I can do Mm. if it doesn't tick that box right now it's not for now it might be for later I might want to learn how to to do that later I have loads of ideas for like branding and freebies and challenges and all sorts of stuff about brand strategy that's for next year we trialed the brand strategy day this year so we can launch it next year but everything else around that is that's not for now and it's like being in that time what is my focus Mm. for this month or the next three months and then getting like kind of and only sticking to those things and being really disciplined about I'm not a very disciplined person I like am terrible Michael's literally like you have no self-control and I don't (laughs) have no self-control um it's like it's terrible I literally like I'll be like I'm gonna cut out dairy because I shouldn't really have dairy it doesn't really agree with me and I can't, can't count dairy. And that, that as soon as you say that, then you're like, I really want some cheese. I know. I know. <laughs> and then the next day I'll be like, oh, I'm just really craving some cheese. And Michael's like, it's been one day. <laughs> um, so I've got terrible, terrible um, 
discipline, but I have learned to be disciplined in my work. And you, so Love that's that. my thing too, is that you can learn it. You don't yeah. just, it's not just an overnight thing. And it's not an inherent skill. No, it's not. And I really wasn't. So you really can learn it. I want people to know that it doesn't have to be, you don't always have to feel so muddled. You don't mm. always have to feel so overwhelmed. Yeah. You don't always have to feel so unproductive. And I'm going to really quickly give you one like really great case story of this. So my friend, um, Michelle, I know she won't mind me t- telling you this. So my friend, Michelle, she runs this incredible business. She's an incredibly talented illustrator. She has two wonderful daughters who are grown up now. One's just gone off to uni. Um, but she has really been struggling with her focus and her productivity. Mm. And last year we, um, uh, we saw each other in October last year and she was literally just like, I don't know whether I'm coming or going. I don't know what I'm doing. I have no, I have so many ideas, but I have no structure. I literally, am just, she was struggling so much. She couldn't see how she couldn't even see how great she was. Cause she had so much stress and she was just listening to all these voices like we were mm. talking about. And then, um, I got her set up on Trello. She's like a different person. Wow. And, it has absolutely changed her work. She's launched a whole new range of stuff in a few weeks because she had the clarity and the focus mm. by getting everything out into a system Yes, and getting really productive with her time by getting everything out of her brain. And our brains aren't meant to hold information. Our brains aren't meant to be like an organizational system. No. Our brains are made for being creative yes. and for making connections with people. And, like, and our, they're made for our zone of genius. They're not made for the other stuff, like yeah. remembering. To be spinning all the plates and containing all yeah. that information, yeah. Exactly. So I just I want that. people to know it doesn't always have to be like that. It yeah. doesn't have to feel like that forever. It doesn't have to feel overwhelming and hard no. and difficult and like a struggle. That's like, exactly. I love that message because it's such one that's close to my heart as well. Like yeah. business can be fun and, and you can manage it alongside motherhood just fine, but you yeah. do need support you need systems like you were just talking about yeah. you know systems are the things that are gonna make your business support you not you mm-hmm. supporting it absolutely yeah. oh my goodness love that I need to write that down <laughs> no that is so true though because like and I think and I think you have to accept there's going to be times in your life where stuff is harder right there's going to be times yeah, you course. have a five-week-old baby you're not going to be as productive and like yeah. that's okay yes. and if, when your kids are I have two and five year olds and it's getting much much easier but it's probably going to be easier when they're five and seven and you know and there are times in your life where even just week to week it's going to be harder or it's going to be easier but if you have something in place that if you have like your vision like you were talking about if you have that yeah. mindset work and then you have your vision and you have some kind of system to get stuff that is in your vision into an order which means you can pick it back yes. up again when you have the time that means that when there are those really stressful times or when you're like your kid is sick or you know or when you're sick mm. that you can pick that stuff back up again and not feel totally overwhelmed by it all yeah and not feel like it's an uphill struggle every time that you've kind of yeah, the balls the big boulders roll to the bottom of the hill again oh I've got to push yeah, back up, oh, I've got to do it back up. <laughs> yeah. instead yeah. it can just be waiting where you left it yeah. yeah that's the idea that's what I really like about a system mm-hmm. that I want people to this is why like I know people swear by like bullet journaling sometimes but you have to kind of keep it up and if you miss it then it's really hard to get back mm-hmm. in I think I don't know I haven't done bullet journaling no I've not done it, it looks system. hard to me somehow I don't know yeah. why I've just decided I don't that. want to spend more time writing out a list I've decided <laughs> yeah. um but basically but just if you you need a system which means that you can leave it and come back to it and it not mm. add extra stress because what you don't want is a system which then you come back and you're like oh I've missed like three dates on my calendar there and now I have to reschedule them all mm. with something this is why I love Trello you can just 
pull it over or you can just be like I didn't do that and I didn't need to do it so it's fine I've just filed it the other mate is amazing thing about having systems and processes in your business is that somebody else can help as well yes. you know like if you are Absolutely. going through a tough time you can get some a VA and temporarily to help you and if you've got a solid process in place or a solid system they can pick it up you know yes. like I onboarded my um, first VA seamlessly like she was productive useful valuable day one which is partly because she's amazing but partly because I had a Trello board of dreams you know <laughs> that's absolutely. like a system in place so you're you know I absolutely mm-hmm. believe in what you're saying because it's so true one of the things that I say is that I was like if you even if you're like okay I don't have someone in that role yet but I want someone to do this you can then create a system which means that they just all the stuff that is in your head you just spend like every time you do it, it doesn't yeah. have to be like you know really really hard just keep a trello board up and every time you're like oh no I do that that's part of this process just pop it in so that it's kind of seamless so that you can create these things without having taken massive chunks of time out of your day and yeah I think people get scared by the word system or process they think it's going to be some kind of like really involved corporate thing (laughs) with some really dry documents accompanying it but it doesn't have to be it can be like pretty and trello it can be a video or whatever you know it can be fun and accessible and you know easily easy to use and easy to digest Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I have to ask if you're you're like, I know you're an amazing organizational whiz and productive whiz in your business. Does that translate into motherhood? (laughs) Oh, I can't believe you've asked this. (laughs) No. um, So in some elements, yes. Um, So it's really interesting, actually. So um, my husband finds it really hilarious that I'm so organized in business. because He's like, but you're like, but what? like this this doesn't translate my husband says the same thing to me (laughs) it's so funny but what's really interesting is that he also um is the opposite so he's really laid back at home but then when I started working with him I was like oh my goodness why are you so organized like why are you so like he has to have a schedule ahead of time to plan stuff Mm -hmm. and get in the zone which I was like this is not how you are so I did I do find that really funny so in my personal life I am I'm organized with certain things but I think um a lot of the time it's like would I rather be organized with this and finding what you find overwhelming? Yes. So for example, so I, we have a lot less stuff than we used to. So mm-hmm. it's lo- much less stressful now. So just having less stuff has meant that I naturally, it's easier to keep stuff organized. Yeah. I love that. And then I basic with the home stuff, I feel like I, my intentions start off great and then gradually just, it just descends into chaos. For example, yeah. I had, all the kids' toys organised in like, I had, um, you know, like those zip bags you get in schools with like a zip along the top, right? Yeah. And um, with a different colour top, I had like toys organised like that. It was like insane levels of organisation. Oh, I know how to do it. And then kids came in and like destroyed it in, a, in like a few weeks. And I, it's just never been the same. that's what kids do. So yeah. kids. And I think the other thing there, and I do talk about this as well, when I was set, setting up the productivity course is that it's like, you can't be like this in every area of your life because no. it's just not possible. No. And if you have one area, one area you can keep organized. Mm. And if it's your work area, even better. If like the rest of the house is in chaos and your workspace is tidy, you mm. can at least work. What you don't want is to come be like, okay, well, I'm going to have to like fold all the laundry on the table before I work from the table. Yeah. Just keep like one spot organized. So that's what I do. So I make sure that I have, or like, even if it's like sometimes just like a nice shelf with your books in it that, that you have, yeah. is your space just for yourself um, to have something like that. Um, and then I've actually, I've recently got really organized with our 
finance is a financial organization is, is another thing that's really important to me mm. so i follow oh, yeah. a profit first me- method oh, i love um, profit first such do you oh yeah. my goodness we could talk for so long we could geek um, out on that for ages <laughs> literally but um that's something that actually and a lot of people don't talk about financial organization um no. but actually it's a really big one for your mindset as well because yes. when your head is in the sand about your finances it's really hard to um, move forward and get more work because you mm-hmm. are, you don't know where you are and actually yeah. i now have a system for our personal finances which feeds into the business ones yes. so i now know okay so this percentage of our income each month goes towards something personal that me and michael have a personal budget now we can spend on whatever we want because mm. i don't want to be like what you spent that much on trainers that's ridiculous yeah but he has his own personal budget there that he can spend on whatever he wants and i don't want him to be like what you got another massage so yeah. now i can be like no i'm gonna buy what i want with my personal bud- budget there so uh-huh. now i know that if i want something that i go okay i have a little calculator in my spreadsheet that says if you if i want to um this much this I, if i want to you know treat myself to something that costs this much i need to earn this much in my business and the percentages all go out so this is how much we'll go out for operational expenses you know this is how much we'll go to our you know our bills and then this is how much i have for my own personal budget so things like that financial organization is really important as well i love it i could i could talk to you forever amanda because i think we share a lot of the same values i know i love it i love that um how you really talk about like your the foundations of mindset and things like that Mm. which is really important because i think sometimes when we think about other stuff surrounded by with your business so like whether it's your marketing or your finances or your um, business plan or whatever it is we forget about that element Um, but your mindset comes into every single aspect of your business everything Um, yes that is like it underpins everything and when Mm. you have that sorted the other stuff just flows more easily because you just realize you're like oh I can do this and if I can't someone else can yeah and so that is really important to me because I talk about even like with branding and stuff like that Mm. I'm like your mindset um, and towards your investment in your business and how you feel yeah. about your business, how you feel about whether your business is important to you and how you're going to put yourself forward into the, mm-hmm. into the world and the spaces you're in. Um, it's, it's all mindset is wrapped up in that as well. So. Yeah, it's like the foundation that everything else it is. is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that. I loved hearing your story and I love that you've had a journey with, you know, starting a stationary business, deciding to let that go. I think that's always a really important sort of, part of the message for people that it's not always like I know you've had some really quick success with this business and congratulate you massively on that but partly it's because you know what you want now isn't it and you've like learned from those other experiences of having like a successful stationary business but it not being the sort of thing that's going to serve the lifestyle that you want going down a different route figuring out that it's yes a great idea but not the idea that you're happy to pursue that all kind of culminated in you figuring out how you want to work, how you can create and grow a business that works for you and your family and everything kind of in between. So I love that story because it's it's easy for people to see quick success stories and think like, you know, it's just overnight. Exactly the same thing, yeah. I was going to say exactly the same thing and I think like, and I don't ever want anyone to think like that because I think often you don't realise that someone's had a journey to get there. Mm. And if people, if like, you could miss like one Instagram story where you're talking about that, yeah. And someone is, and then they assume that you've got somewhere really quickly, and that's not fair. What have you done there? But overall, I've been in, I've been running a business in some form for the last six or my seven years. Yeah. So that experience has all led me to this point. So then, even though what I'm doing now has has grown quite quickly, it's actually like I've had years of doing stuff that wasn't right or stuff that was right to develop yes. where I am now. Yeah. Um, and it's exactly you. Sometimes you see stuff, you're like, oh, that's not fair. How did they get there so quick? Or 
actually all your life experience will have led you up to that point so yeah absolutely yeah and I love sharing success stories because I do love letting everybody know what is possible so I never want anybody to feel like motherhood limits them that's the whole point of this podcast it doesn't have to limit you and you get to choose you get to choose what success looks like to you you get to choose how you want to show up for it how you want to create it because we're in control of that right um And I don't want anybody to feel limited. That's why I love sharing success stories. That's why I'm vocal about my success stories. I had to kind of get over feeling weird about sharing like my money wins along the way. You know, like I made, you know, replaced my corporate salary, doubled it. I've just hit my first five figure month, you know, all these different things. I had to get over that kind of weirdness about talking about it because I wanted to show people what's possible, you know, for us. But at the same time, I also want to always frame it with these stories of actually it takes some work to get there and you're not necessarily always on Instagram for example seeing the full picture so I love that and so just let's finish on a positive note tell us about your wins in your business so far so um so I think the really the the real positive thing is that and actually the thing that stands out for the most for me right now is that I feel great like that is actually the over bigger win isn't it the the biggest win right now that and like and I've been really I've been really lucky so um in the last few months I've replaced my my corporate salary which I used to earn and then I know which I was really happy about and then last month I um I doubled that and I was amazing yeah and I was really and I'm I'm really happy about that like but actually the thing that has really Mm. that has really helped is like that just I feel great and and, and because feel, you feel great you'll keep smashing those money and, and that's oh, the that's thing and I yeah. think like that's how, why the mindset you realize how important that is because um and I like I don't necessarily think that it will always be that way and I won't always there'll be times when it's harder and I know that from being running a business for a long time there'll be times when it's harder mm-hmm. times when it's easier but now I have the tools to be like okay so if I'm halfway through the month and uh, didn't get where I want to go this is what I'm going to do now mm-hmm. but the thing that is, is that having that balance, I now I get to, that goes to breakfast club a couple of days a week and he goes to after school club a, day, a couple of days a week and he absolutely loves it because he doesn't yeah. get to go as often. And yeah. so he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I get to go to after school club and he's absolutely thrilled. And that makes me happy. And it makes me happy that Ollie goes to nursery 12 hours and I get to see him for most of the other time. And, wow, that's amazing. You know, and then um, so he goes to 12 hours and then my sister usually like picks him up for a day, which is really brilliant. Um, and it's just, yeah. So it's that feeling of like, I, I'm just, and the other thing I'm getting to work with amazing women and getting to work with amazing people. And that really, I think I feel a bit emotional about it actually, because I think when you like, when you see it, when you see people realizing Mm. how incredible they are. And you're like, yes, you, you are this good. Yes. Like that is amazing. That's what I've been telling like, you. Yes. Yeah. You're like, I knew you could do this. Like with my friend, Michelle, I was like, I knew you had this in you. You just didn't have the, 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 the tools to do it. And so like the last week I did, um, I had two meetings and I only worked, um, I worked with two amazing people and I only did work that I absolutely loved that I was getting paid well for and was with the clients who I really wanted to work with. And it just got to the end of the day. And I was like, this is what I want to do always. Mm. So I just, you know, it's when you work with clients, when you start being honest as well in your business, when you start showing up as yourself in your business Mm -hmm. and it sounds, I know it sounds like it's really like, um, I think, 
everyone's saying this right now you have to be authentic authentic has become a bit of a buzzword mm. but actually it's just about like having real conversations with people when you really mm. show up in your business as who you really are you start attracting people that you actually want to work with yes because you you're being you know, true to yourself yeah you're being true to yourself so you end up working with people you're like you're really cool I like we really get on yeah. and that's really great like it's really and then you genuinely are happy to be working with people and yeah. you know you don't have to work with horrible colleagues who you haven't chosen to work with because you yeah, get to, choose you get who you work to with. decide. That's the yeah. amazing thing, isn't it? Like, I don't know about you, but I, and I think you're going to say the same thing. But I wake up and I feel like excited that I get to yeah. work on my business. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yay! Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm exactly the same. Yeah. I now like I've um, now that Ollie's properly in nursery and he's settled in properly. I've um, so this week I've been doing it is um, I've been like I'm only I'm going to work in the hours that he's in childcare and then my sister takes him, and then I'm going to try the rest of the time to not do that. And if I do have because I do usually get inspiration late at night and I've always been a night owl Hmm. I was home educated when I was younger and my mum used to sometimes let me stay up and work a bit like later and get the work done for the next day Love that. (laughs) just so that I could like you know have a day off the next day and I love that she let me do that because that's you know I think that's been brilliant for me but so Hmm. I do often like I'm like in the evenings often is when I like my best work comes out which is a funny time but I'm all about as well even though I talk about productivity and organization, every single list will tell you just get up an hour earlier. I'm not a get up hour earlier person. So it's I don't. It's not for everyone. Yeah. It's not for everyone. And I just feel like work with what works for your body. Mm. Um, anyway, but I um, do sometimes do stuff in the evening, but I now have a rule that if I'm doing stuff in the evening, it will only be stuff to grow my business. Like it I will love only that. Yes. It's going to have a positive, not like, oh, I've got to do this client job. Uh, unless it was like yesterday when Ollie was really sick but you know um you're not consuming all the content like we talked about earlier exactly it's going to be stuff that is going to be like actually no this is a positive I'm staying up because I know this is going to grow my business not like I'm working now because I have to and I don't have a choice Mm, yeah that's the place you want to go it's much more empowering isn't it like this is my decision I'm choosing to do this right now because I can and I want to yeah exactly and there's times it doesn't always work out when your kids are sick or especially when you're a mum yeah if that's what you can aim for, and I think that the intention is there, hmm. that's gold. Really. I love that's that. Been so fun. Oh, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. So do you want to tell listeners where they can find out more about you and what yes, you do, absolutely. where they can hang so, out with you online? Um, so just, so my website is just amandapag.co.uk. Do you want to spell that for them? Oh, yes. Um, actually, I said my, <laughs> you said my name the right way. I said it the like, British way that we sometimes say it. it's actually a PJ. Um, so it's Amanda and then it's A P P I A G Y E I um, dot co dot UK. And you can find me on Instagram as well. So it's just Amanda dot A P P I A G Y E I on Instagram. And we will link it in the show notes. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's Love great. that. Oh, it's been such a pleasure having you on. And thank you so much for being so honest and sharing your story and your wins as well and everything that's happened to you along your business journey so far and for sharing all these amazing productivity and organization tips. I hope everybody had a pen and paper ready because those are gold. (laughs) Thanks so much, my love. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you again to today's guest, Amanda Apiajay. To find out more about Amanda and her work, visit amandapaj.com, which is A-M-A-N-D-A-A-P-P-I-A-G-Y-E-I.com. Or follow her at amandapaj on Instagram. I've linked those for you in the show notes and some more. So go and check them out at corriejavid.com forward slash podcast forward slash episode four. 
Thank you for listening. I appreciate you so much. If you've enjoyed listening to today's show, make sure you subscribe over on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you listen so you don't miss out on any episodes. It would make my day, possibly even my week, if you would spare a minute and leave a review over on iTunes. And because I value your time so much, each week one lucky reviewer will win a free success coaching session with yours truly. So if you'd love for us to pinpoint and then work through the one thing that is currently standing between where you are now and where you want to be, then definitely leave a review for your chance to win. Until next time, remember, you are limitless.